Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Austria might be the smartest country in the world. They had a real problem uh, with the vaccination numbers. They were way down. Uh, they weren't getting enough people getting the, the jab. And so um, a gentleman there said, okay, enough is enough. This is uh, causing me uh, big issues. My business is struggling by 50%. He lost 50% of his clients because people weren't stepping up and getting the vaccine. And so, of course, the government, you know, still having things in lockdown until they get the proper number of people with the uh, jabs. And so this guy decided that he was going to be offering up free sex to anyone who gets the vaccination because he owns a brothel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought he was just doing his part. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this man has set up a vaccination booth. And anyone who gets jabbed can spend 30 minutes with the lady of their choice. They don't elaborate on what you get in those 30 minutes. You get jabbed and then start jabbing yourself. You hope. And it's not just men. Women, welcome to take advantage of the deal as well. So a double jab. Yeah, around a third. Only a a third of Austria has been vaccinated. So there's this big push. And and it's so funny. One guy says, "Ah, I I was I was really hedging towards not, but I pulled the trigger when I heard about the brothel." So Canada, Canada, please, Prime Minister Trudeau, I for years have been promoting uh, a six star brothel. Right. Yes. I've spoken of it many times. Yes, you have. It's just the issue that is illegal here. Can we, for the love of God? For the for the safety of the people of the people, because how many unvaxed would get the jab? As Lucky says, to do a jab for free, <laughs> a jab for a jab, a jab for a jab is what we're saying. You want you want to you want to open up again? You want everything to go back to normal? All these things open, uh, in way open. <laughs> wide open, wide open for free. <laughs> I, as the owner of the six star brothel. <laughs> I'm willing to, in the first month or two of operation, give sex for free <laughs> to any man or woman who's willing to come to the brothel and get the vaccination. Was this the only guy who admitted to it, or is it, there did more people? He's the, the only the one vaccination who rate gone up now that uh, this no, brothel has opened up? This, there's no no time to admit anything. The lineup is so long at the brothel. <laughs> just, I'll talk later. i got to get my jab. <laughs> so there's our answer right there. Dean Stockwell, terrific actor, 85 years old, passed away of natural causes in his, in his home in New Zealand. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, he was in a, uh, just a ton of different stuff. He was in Quantum Leap with Scott Bakula back, I guess, in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, I might, know who you're talking about might now. Might be most well-known for that. He was also in a, a 1988 movie where he was nominated for an Oscar called Married to the Mob. I think Michelle Pfeiffer was in that. And uh, he had great roles in David Lynch movies. He was in Battlestar Galactica, The Revival, and Jag as well. 85 years old. One of those great actors who, you know, you, you, you recognize the face when you see him, but uh, just worked constantly, was in a ton of stuff. Uh, he was in a couple of uh, movies I remember. Air Force One. Okay. Um, uh, he, uh, he played someone in the, uh, in the President's Council or something okay. like that. Uh, with that, he was in a lot of scenes with Glenn Close. And then he was one of the bad guys from Beverly Hills Cop 2. Was he really? With Bridget Nielsen. Oh, okay. And he, but, uh, but I think she blew him away in, uh, hmm. in, that, in that movie. Hmm. Uh-huh. That's a, you know, listen, I, you know, sometimes you, you want to, some want to have the heights of like Tom Hanks. 
Right. But I think so many actors would any day sign on for a life like Dean Stockwell. Right? Yeah. Where you're not the headliner, you're not the, the number one guy, but you work all the time. Right. And you have a great life. Right. Well, I was just watching... Um a uh, clip of Kevin Pollack, and he'd be an actor yep. kind of like that, right? Yep. Like, never really the lead guy. No. Nope. But he was talking about his scenes in A, in a Few Good Men and other movies. Tons and of what stuff. that led to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, we don't all have to be Tom uh, Hanks or Tom Cruise. Right. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, I think so. Ratajkowski? There's that J in there, which throws me off. I right. think it should be Ratajkowski, but I guess not. It's silent. Anyhow, Ratajkowski. She is a uh, supermodel. Have yes, you correct? seen her? She can, she can say she it however the hell she whatever wants her, to. Yeah, whatever her name is. What are, you, what are you going to argue with her? <laughs> It'll be different when it's Emily Venn. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, she has answered one of the most important questions that uh, uh, has, uh, has us pondering these days. Okay. Uh, why are so many women attracted to Pete Davidson? Oh, this she answers it. She this? answers it with... Uh, are they together? Are they dating? No, they, they, uh... <laughs> no not yet. <laughs> has she been divorced? Is that <laughs> Just a matter of time. It's his M.O. Yeah. Um, no, she says, look, guys all think what's he got, but women see it. She says he's super charming, he's vulnerable, he's lovely, his fingernail polish is awesome. He looks good, and he has a terrific relationship with his mom, and he's tall. That's that's it. All right. There's the deal. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, of course, guys go to, like, the first question is he must be packing something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's yeah. he got? Well, I think we always thought, and maybe a lot of guys still do, in that he plays the sympathy card of the dead dad in 9-11. Right. Or or, not that he plays it, but you just know it's true. And yeah. so maybe there's a well, sympathy. That's, that's the vulnerable part, there's right? There's a sympathy hump in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have sex with you. Your dad is a hero. How can I not? I'm taking one for America. Anyhow, that doesn't seem to be necessarily the case. Right. It just seems that he seems to be a decent, decent dude. Uh, if you are a fan of Squid Game, and who isn't really? I'd like to hear from somebody who says they couldn't stand it or didn't enjoy so, it. Even if you didn't, it's the, you still watched it then. It's the most watched yeah. show on Netflix in it's the history crazy. of Netflix. It's crazy. And and I, for the longest time, held off. I waited and waited and waited. It just didn't seem to be my thing. And I finally thought, okay, well, even for the sake of the show. It's much like, you know, when Doug was on to us about Game of Thrones and neither of us could right, bring ourselves. Yes. And then we watched the last episode and act like we had it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, I knew that was coming. <laughs> so, um, so anyhow, I hopped aboard, and I'm so glad I did. I'm into like episode five or six, and it's just brilliant. Right? It's it's just so crazy. Like the creator, how he came up with this idea, and he says now there will be a season two. Uh, I I haven't seen to the end yet of season one, but people are saying it's fairly open ended. Whatever the hell that means. There's still, there's still enough people left. I guess. I guess. <laughs> they haven't killed them all off. Yeah. So uh, we will wait and see. Now, it is Netflix, of course. So Squid Game 2 might be out around the time that your children have children. Right. It yeah. seems to take a while. I haven't gotten into it all yet. I've, I've got a, I'm still working through the prequel, which is uh, Deadliest Catch, I believe. Oh, yeah? What's that? <laughs> Just, like, oh. the, the lobster hunting oh, show. Oh, I never saw that. I am watching I Am a Killer. Oh. Uh, which is really well done because it's it's all about guys who are on death row. And and at first, they interview them, and you just think, what a scumbag. You know, he killed this person or that person. 
But then they go back into their past. And then they go and interview family members of the deceased. And then they go and they talk to the lawyer or the prosecutor. So you get this full story. Right. And and not everything is black and white. There's lots of gray, you know. And in the end, you're kind of torn. Should this guy be? I've only watched a couple episodes. So I'm sure the two first stories were really good. You kind of walk away going, hmm. Is that kind of like making a murderer kind of thing, too? Or you, yeah, you, yeah. In the end, you're, you're not so sure. What... You're not so sure. Oh, man. So, if you get into watching that, then you're going to have to start hiding your Netflix history from people again. Everyone's going <laughs> to start worrying about Squid Game. Oh, and... I, know. I know. I know. I am a murderer. I, you know what I do? I, I throw on every now and then uh, Amazing Vacations <laughs> just so I can cleanse myself. Well, this isn't surprising in today's day and age. Almost all of us say we've held back at least once in the past 18 months because we felt it would be emotionally or physically unsafe to say what we're really thinking. Oh. Yeah. The two topics, of course, that intimidate the most are politics and the pandemic. Right. Yeah, the problem now is everything is politics. If you declare you like a certain style and color of sock, you're now either right or left. Right. You know, everything is, is, is political. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there are certainly those where you want us to, you might hear a conversation happening mm-hmm. around you and you, and you want to weigh in and you'll say, ah, you know what? I, I can't be bothered. It's not going to be a quick conversation. And I think we realize now that we're not changing people's minds mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> if, if you're, if your goal is still to change people's minds one way or the other. Yeah. It's not it's, happening. It's not happening. I know. Yeah, and, and those those who are so dug in on either side right. cannot let it go. Right. Um, in the last year and a half, about half of us have avoided someone so our opinions won't clash. And we've talked about uh, removing people from social media who we just can't deal with anymore as they, they drone on and on about this thing. And I've got one friend that I still respect and like very much and would like to continue to have as a friend. So I have had to a couple of times in direct messages send him a heartfelt look, dude. We're, we're on polar opposite sides mm. of this thing. I love you, brother, but you and I are just never going to see eye to eye on this thing. So please, let's just go back to you loving the Habs and me hating the Habs. Right. And you hating the Leafs and me not really caring about the Leafs. And, and you know, we can carry on our friendship. And what's weird, though, is that is this sense that, you know, we get a little disappointed in people when when they take that opposite stance mm-hmm. to us. Right. Like, like, you know, this could be a friend that you've had or been very close with mm-hmm. for a long time and, and, you know, had all kinds of conversations about all sorts of different things. And then one of these politics or pandemic come up, yeah. not necessarily American or Canadian politics now, uh, because they both have taken on a very you know, dark turn in terms of, uh, you know, people are open to talking about what they like or yep. more importantly, dislike about it. Uh, and, and certainly the pandemic as well, too, where, you know, if they've got that opposite stance to you, y- you look at them differently. Now, you think, yeah. oh, boy, you're. Uh, I thought you were smarter than this. That's I think the, is what a lot of people are looking again, and on both sides. Oh, of I'm, sh- I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's looked at me and said the same thing. I thought you were, but his thing will be. We've never really gotten into it. He'll just send me all this propaganda, and I mostly avoid it. But every now and then, you know, every few months, I got to go. Okay, dude, once again, can you? And he seems to have laid off because I really gave him 
uh, the speech the last time. But yeah, I'm sure he looks at me and thinks the same thing. I thought you were smarter than that. He probably also thinks, as so many do, which you're wrong 100%. But since we're media, we've been bought and sold. Right. You know. (laughs) I can tell you, if I was bought and sold, I wouldn't be here right now. (laughs) I'm still here because I don't have enough money to buy or sell anything. Um, so yeah, we've, we've avoided, uh, we've pretended to agree with a statement. I I think I just, I just more or less disagree. I don't think I would ever sit there if I was talking to a friend and they were completely opposite with me. I don't think I could bite my tongue to say, oh yeah, you're right on that. I I find my way out of the conversation. Yeah. Who wants a drink? Yeah. I gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go. (laughs) And, uh, some have stopped completely talking to someone they don't see eye to eye with. So it is a shame that we really cannot speak our mind. There's also the concern of, of cancel. You know, you want to say something that you believe is true, but you're afraid if I say this, I'm going to take a lot of heat for it. Right. You know, like I, for a long time, and you know what, I don't care anymore. I'm going to say it. I, I, I'm, I, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I believe pickle juice should be a beverage. <laughs> and if you disagree with me, you're, dis, you're, you're against freedom. I don't think I can talk to you anymore. <laughs> All right, Lucky, I want you to, uh, we're going to do a little role acting here. All right. You uh, you pretend to be a listener calling in, and uh, you want to request uh, Doug the Spud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, good morning, The Rock. And then you you be the listener and requesting the song, okay? Here right. we go. Good morning, The Rock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's this? Hang on, i got to turn my radio down. <laughs> Who's this? Where are you calling from? <laughs> this is uh, Bill... <laughs> Bill, where are you calling from? Uh, Pefferlaw. <laughs> oh, Pefferlaw is lovely this time of year. Uh, it's snowing. <laughs> I'm sure Already. it is. What can we do for you this morning, Bill? Well, uh, I was doing some potatoes last <laughs> night, and I got thinking about that uh, that song you had there about Doug. Yeah. Oh, right. Doug the Spud. Right. You want to hear that tune? Yeah. All right. Listen, you throw to it, Pally. You introduce it. This is uh, Doug the Spud on the rock. Oh, Doug the Spud, 17-pound mug, the afternoon delight potato, plays the rock in the two to six block, rocks baked potato farmer. Oh, that's right, he's baked all right, that's our Dougie, that's the Dougie the Spud song, putting back the taters, along with a few shots of the tater vodka. Come on, Dougie, couple of hits of the tater recipe there. Come on, pour out there, pally boy. Who's the fella? Who's the fella? Huh? Who's the fella? And let's get back to the rock. Oh! He's Rock's Big Tater Farmer. Oh, Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. So anybody can uh, steal a car. That's, you know, come on. That's uh, kid stuff. But uh, (laughs) kudos to this uh, guy for trying to be original. A a guy stole a street sweeper on Sunday. (laughs) Be like stealing a Zamboni, I would guess. And uh, he led the cops on a very low-speed chase. <laughs> the more reason I think actually can do a, a decent pace. Can they if you if punch they the were, gas? Uh, yeah. They're not on the ice. They don't go that fast. No. But, you, know, you had to drive one down the street, you could. You want to get out of the way of one. Street sweepers sure. a bit slow. They are. Oh, I would assume once they're done sweeping, they turn into a regular vehicle. But right. I guess this one doesn't. Um, he swiped it from a highway construction site around 1.30 in the morning. So we're going to assume he was impaired. He swiped the sweeper. He did. And uh, he started off by driving it through several people's yards. <laughs> so the cops decided to try to stop him with uh, spike stripes, uh, strips. But he was going so slow, he was able to drive around them. <laughs> 
was this on you know live TV or whatever? Like cops live. We missed that one. Uh, he hits means like ten to fifteen. <laughs> Out of control. Yeah. At one point, he crashed it into someone's garage, almost flipped the thing. Part of the garage collapsed. He was able to regain control and kept going. These sweepers are sturdy. Wow. The chase finally ended when he drove the street sweeper into a river. (laughs) And he tried to take off on foot, but a police dog took him down. He's now been arrested, of course. Yeah, it's a very strange one. I mean, I guess I, I would, you know, the idea of trying to drive one, anything on a construction site, sometimes you see these big rigs, you think, oh, I'd be kind of cool to try to see if I could get that thing moving. Yeah, I, but, I guess. And listen, if you were uh, somewhat impaired, mm. and that's why they call it impaired, you're not quite making the right decisions. Perhaps he had a buddy who, you know, at some point <laughs> said, hey, I bet you 100 bucks you wouldn't. Uh, That'd be pretty funny. Swipe that sweeper. And he did. And, uh. Just reminded me of a story when I was a kid. I had a buddy who got hit. I admit, did he get run over? He lived. He survived. He was a little injured, but he got hit by a street sweeper. Really? I don't like how you don't get out of the way. <laughs> Move. <laughs> Move. <laughs> well, and it's not like you had like noise canceling headphones or, no. or beats or That's anything it. at that point in time. Yeah. Like I, unless he was like standing with his back to it. I, I don't know. I mean, he just you didn't think he'd see hear it. it coming. Yeah. Though. Anyhow, for years after, we called him Sweeper. That was his nickname. <laughs> you know, had he died, we would have been a little more respectful. But since he lived for the rest of his life, he was just known as Sweeper. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.